Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Proponents, president of the fan club of I Hate Baron Corbin. Please welcome to the show, Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, B Train. How are we today? You know, Granny, I think um, a lot of things are kind of wacky. It's like um, on Sunday, you know, you watch football, and then on Monday, you tune in, and it's like I didn't tune in. I just got results on my phone from the network. Thank you very much. Thing just buzzes at me, and I saw some changes in landscape but could care less because I actually have time to watch SmackDown Live tonight. I uh, I see that um, there are new tag team champions. I also saw Seth Rollins, uh, well, his lovely ode to uh, the brand that he works for, Monday Night Raw, is great. Some people are saying it's a work. Some people are saying it's shoot. Well, got ratings. I mean, he opened up and finally said the same old crap every single week. You know, week in, week out, you see the same matches. You see basically what we've been saying in a nutshell. Mhm. Mhm. I mean, and I thought he brought up a valid, very valid point. I thought he also brought up a very valid point to boring Corbin last night. Where is Brock Lesnar? Why isn't he not here? I mean, that's the question that. We've been talking about for how long now, B.J.? <laughs> I mean, almost, almost six months, and they're like, well, he has UFC. And, <clears throat> you know, guys, here's the fun part about this. <clears throat> you know, there's differences about stealing the show for fans, okay? You can sit there and claim that, you know, Ring of Honor is stealing the show or WWE is. Well, Seth Rollins kind of gave some life to that lifeless roster that is Monday Night Raw. Because, look, I mean, Granny, even though, okay, the tag team championships are on somebody different, okay, it took them months to finally hear the voices of the fans. And it's like you realize Uh your numbers are being shaken. 
if you don't pay attention mm-hmm. to what the audience is wanting, how do you expect to produce quality show? That's my exactly, opinion. exactly. Uh, you know, you can't you can't sit there and be like, oh yeah, well, we'll just produce this bullshit, blah blah blah. Write out a story between these two. I mean, I'm still confused about Ziggler McIntyre. I really am. I have no clue what the hell is going on between. So, yeah, McIntyre, I guess, beat Ziggler, and it's like, okay, well, Claremore kick. You know, Drew McIntyre is a very talented competitor, whatever. And I've also been doing some digging, you know, on Ring of Honor. Cody Rhodes is going one-on-one with Jay Lethal, and that's going to be hell of a match at Final Battle. You've got Zack Sabre Jr. going one-on-one with Tracy Williams, and a lot of it's gotten a lot of international attention because I believe Zack Sabre Jr. will also be at Wrestle Kingdom. Not for sure, but I will confirm it with other sources because technically I believe he will because everyone from Ring of Honor gets kind of tossed into New Japan Pro Wrestling. But anyways, back to the Raw discussion. I believe Seth Rollins kind of said what the fans have been thinking for months. It's just like I man, did. However, I, I I did, however, catch the main event last night between Boring Corbin and Seth Rollins, and it came back to bite Corbin in the butt. So well, he always books himself in matches. It's like, okay, okay, so we're doing an angle where it's authoritative, and you're trying to make an example out of Rollins. We get it, but honestly. Well, what I what I found very unique about this whole situation was the referee was Heath Slater. And it was a oh. it was it was basically a ladder match that you had to climb up the ladder to get the championship belt. I mean that's what they made it. They made it a you know, stipulation where you they had to climb up the ladder and get the belt. Well, Seth had basically put Corbin through a table and while Seth was climbing up the ladder, he Slater decides to interfere and push the ladder over. And then he runs out of the ring and grabs Corbin and throws him in the ring and tries to get him to crawl up the ladder. Well, Seth takes out he Slater. Seth pushes the ladder over. Off goes Corbin. You know, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. You know, uh, he Slater kicks, I mean, gets kicked in the face by Seth Rollins. You know, um, you know, Seth Rollins does the stomp thing on Corbin, and he climbed up the ladder and grabbed the belt, and he's still champion. So it kind of came came back to bite Corbin in the butt, which I was kind of happy about. And then, of course, Dean Ambrose comes out walking at the end of the, you know, at the end of Raw, because that's who he's facing at tables, ladders, and chairs. You know, of course, is it this weekend? Is tables, ladders, and chairs? I believe it's Sunday, yep. So, you know, um, you know, I just, I mean, I didn't catch all of Raw last night. I, I, you know, was busy doing other stuff because I've got a busy week getting ready for um, WFC this weekend. So it's our big Christmas show. So Granny's been very busy getting stuff ready for that all week long. So um, I just caught bits and pieces and. Uh, I probably won't get to watch much of SmackDown tonight, you know, because I'm going to be busy doing other stuff, too. But, um, 
the, speaking of WFC, are are uh, is Granny going to be able to? Are you going to grace us with your presence this weekend with Kurt? Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, taking a flight. I uh, my friend, she works the airline. She helped me out, or she helps me out get to Kurt's bookings. So I'll be able to make it. I'm just gonna fly into Kansas City. I, I feel like I literally practically am living out of the airport. I guess I better get used to it first when <laughs> Kurt goes to to NXT or anywhere big because Kurt is very. Like I've told Granny many times, I've told you all, what's up, UK, what's up, you know, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, United States, love you, the USA, of course, Canada, you know, everyone that's listening. Um, Kurt's like a big brother, so I am 100% behind what he does. Uh, I can't make every every time, but uh, I will be flying into Kansas City, and I say like a I feel like I'm literally living at LaGuardia Airport because that's where I work, LGA. Um, thank God I don't live in Queens. And, yeah, that is a slap to the face in that borough. I hate – I'm sorry. I hate Queens with a passion. Astoria is kind of a nice nicety because it's open market, whatever. But, anyways, I will be at WFC, and I will be uh, seeing Granny and uh, chatting with everyone from WFC and just having a good time, so – um, well, as as I said, this is our big Christmas show. Um, we're going to be doing a very special raffle and auction. Um, you know, normally the Halloween show and the Christmas show, we do not help a particular child because that is a way for WFC to kind of um, get their get their monetary funds built back up. You know, to help families in the future. However, I did get approval from Tim Rockwell. Um, Tim's mom found out she has lung cancer. So the proceeds that we get from the um, raffle and the auction are going to be going to start helping his mom. Now, we are going to be doing a show for her in April of next year because she starts her chemo this week. And, you know, fans, you know, yes, we help children, but yes, we've helped young adults with cancer as well. I mean, WFC, I mean, and this is affecting one of the WFC family members. So, yeah, we're stepping up. We're getting things donated. Um, God, I, I, you know, and it's going to be our big toy thing, you know, where every child is going to get a gift from Santa, you know, at the end of the night, which is always a fun thing. You know, looking forward to that. So um, it's going to be a good time. Now, this is it's kind of sad, too, because this is going to be our last show at the Claremore Community Center. From what I understand, um, the higher-ups have told WFC that we are not going to be able to have any more shows there. I don't know the reasoning. I don't think it's anything that we've done, you know, because we've always been very gracious to them. They've been very gracious to us. I mean, it's not like we're burning any bridges anywhere, but um, hopefully we can find a new place in Claremore to have future shows. You know, I don't know, but um, I do know that this is going to be the last show at the community center in Claremore. So, <clears throat> but I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're going to have a big merchandise sale, um, special sales on merchandise that night. And they're going to be doing a very special uh, contest for every toy 
that is brought person, like let's say I would bring five toys for the kids. I would get my name in a drawing five times for like a whole bunch of merchandise. I mean, free VIP tickets, free merchandise. I mean, oh, it's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be one of the biggest contests the WFC has ever done. So it's going to be a great, great night. So if you're listening to this and you're in the Claremore area, I know there's only a few VIP tickets left. Uh, VIP show starts at 3.30. Regular show starts at 5. Please come and support WFC, especially if you've never seen it. I mean, once you see WFC, you'll be hooked. I mean, you will be hooked to, you know, what, why we do what we do for this organization. So that's my plug. <laughs> that's a good plug. I um. Well, folks, I've only been to a few WSC events, and it's a lot of fun. I mean, it's it's an it's an independent wrestling and it's a charity organization, so it's nonprofit. Um, yeah, it is difficult <clears throat> for them to get an audience, but you know what, guys? For them to perform in front of kids and do what they do, it's all about the joy in those kids' faces and seeing like them their faces light up is kind of cool. Actually, it's really cool. So, my big my big thing with WSC was making the connection that uh, you just said. Tim's mom found out she had lung cancer. My dad has prostate cancer. Um, it's not about me. It's about sharing a, a unity. You get not normal if you don't cry. You don't bottle up the emotion that's inside you. Um, non wrestling related, by the way when you're told that a family member has cancer. So to me, WFC is doing something amazing for the kids that are going through the crap that they have to go through on a daily basis and making them forget what they're going through. It's really a cool experience when you go to Oklahoma and you see all the dudes, you know, putting together a show for the kids. And, uh, and all these wrestlers donate their time to be trained. I mean, none of these guys get paid for what they do. They all donate their time for this great cause. So, I mean, that says a lot for these guys, what they do. I mean, these guys love the kids. I mean, they love the fans. They love the kids. They're all about WFC. So, and, um, you know, it's, it's important because Kurt told me about it. I wasn't sure, you know, what to expect. And then, you know, I, like I said, I met Granny uh, in Arkansas at the failed event. We're not going to bring it up. We're just going to say better there. And then Kurt invited me to go to WFC. He invites me to go to practically every wrestling booking that I can go to. Um, so, yeah, I will be in at WFC, folks. Uh, I believe it's my second or third time because I went during the summertime because time goes by so quick. We're mm-hmm. already in, we're already in December, folks. Can you believe it? We're already in the eleventh day of, of December. Wow. B train. I have to share with you this really quick. Um, I just my son just got here and I'm taking him somewhere, but I wanted to save this moment because I know you will get a big kick out of this. And I'm going yeah. to let him tell you 
I will kind of briefly tell you, you know, you know he's been calling me granny villain, mama villain, you know, kind of uh, uh, the new the new gimmick names. He says, that's my new gimmick. And I said, well, there's nothing wrong with the gimmick that I have. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is my son, Anthony Watkins, and he is going to share with Everybody out in Radio Land, he's going to share with his good friend B Train what he is saying about my gimmick. So here's Anthony. Yeah, I was just saying that her gimmick is needing to be refreshed because it's old, stale, and crusty. Woo! Well, you know he does. I knew you. I knew you would get a big kick out of that B Train. Well, Granny, I mean, come on. We got to get you a Raiders jersey next year because the Chiefs are going to be terrible. And second of all, no, we no, we're there. not. You, 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 you give me, you give me a, you give me a Raiders jersey. I'll use it as a dartboard. I need to. Make or I'll, or I'll hang it up, scare people with, or something. You know, I mean. You know, it's like but, the lion, yeah. lion king that Star uses. Surely all Raiders yes. fans, including Granny, are not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm not a I'm not a Raiders fan at all. However, I do know that the Raiders beat the Steelers the other day, which was kind of a surprise. Well, the guy slipped on the field. It was kind of funny. I was like, well, <laughs> you know, the Raiders. We don't. That's the one benefit of moving to Vegas instead of living in Brokeland. Sorry, my listeners in Cali, but you know it's true. Because that field, I swear, even in the locker rooms, Granny, that field is so atrocious. I mean, there was water leaking into the locker room last year. Oh, my. And, I mean, they haven't updated that field since the 1980s. So, we know that when it's a baseball field and it's a football field – Especially it's a pain in the butt playing baseball there because their foul, their, the line where you try and catch a foul ball, it runs forever. So it's not like Coffin Stadium or Yankee Stadium where you run out of room near the dugout. No, they, they have an open bullpen, and literally you can run forever to get a ball. And anyways, folks, enough about sports. Well, I'm going to talk about the sport of pro wrestling. Monster Factory is having their super camp on December 15th, and Danny Cage is stating, and it will be fact that everything changes. we got a lot of people coming to that super camp. I mean, I don't know how much for sure. I'm not going this camp, and I'm pretty sure you know, Kurt would love to go, but he's not going either. Um, let's see what else. Oh, yes, folks. If you notice, Tis the season to be jolly because WWE Shop has a lot of stuff on sale and Ring of Honor's website has a lot of stuff on sale. So jump online because it's not annoying Cyber Monday anymore. And you can find shirts at Hot Topic. Believe me, there's Young Bucks, there's Cody Rhodes, there's Jay Lethal, there's Vigilante Club, there's just a crap ton. Speaking of which, there's a lot of debate going on about who's stealing the show. My opinion, dude, it's a joint effort, whether you agree with it or not, because without certain people and certain groups of people, like, okay, a lot of people are gung-ho about saying 
Oh, yeah, Ring of Honor, blah, blah, blah. They are. There's no doubt about it. Hurricane Helms signed, so he will be at Final Battle. Plus, there's TLC Sunday. There's NXT TakeOver in Phoenix of next year for Royal Rumble. So I imagine people are asking, who do you think is stealing the show, B-Train? Oh, my God, that's a tough question. Um, That's a loaded question. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a loaded question there, man. Um... A lot of people, you know, it's like what Tommy Dreamer said at Overdrive. You can't just not support wrestling because you hate what's going on. Support your brother. Support your sisters. He said, I see out in this crowd gay people, straight people, lesbians, whomever. But, you know, the one common thing he said, we all love our brothers and sisters in wrestling. It doesn't matter where you are, folks. To answer that question, man, all I got to tell you is, if you watch something and you like it, cool. It's just, I don't want to pinpoint one group and be like, well, you suck. Okay, you're great. You need to, you know, because that's not fair. I am going to say there are times when I suggest things, you know, that could make WWE a hell of a lot better, but then there's NXT. There's SmackDown Live tonight. I have to say, who steals the show? That's that's kind of a trap question right there. Because Well, yeah, I I mean, most definitely. And I'm like you, B-Train, I don't want to pick somebody, I don't want to show favorites over one group of people compared to another, you know, I mean, yes, I mean, I, you know, I will admit, and I mentioned this last week, I was so disgusted with Raw last week, I didn't watch it, you know, I'll admit it, I did not watch it, and I love wrestling, I love wrestling, I mean, but I just could not, for whatever reason, I just could not bring myself to sit down and watch three hours of Monday Night Raw last Monday night. I couldn't do it. I mean, I just, I could not do it. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to ever watch Raw. I mean, I, I watched a little bit of Raw last night off and on between what I was doing, you know, in between doing things. But, you know, they've, Hopefully they will get the message that you know they need to start listening to the fans again. What you know, what the fans want. Give them what they want. I mean, we're the ones that pays the money for the tickets to go see WWE. Now, granted, Granny doesn't get to a lot of WWE shows. I will admit it. I've been to one WWE show my whole entire life. But hopefully there'll be more in the future for us. But that being said. You know, without the fans, without people watching, that's going to hurt them in the long run if they don't start listening. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, and I don't, and I don't know everything about the business, and I don't claim to know everything. But that also being said, you know. I have heard so many wrestlers, you know, especially at local indie shows, you know, you you have somebody new that 
is new to the business, is new to the sport, you know, one of the things they're always told is listen. Listen to what you're being told, you know, by whoever's telling you. So why can't WWE listen to what we're trying to tell them? I think that mainly the thing is, Granny, is that whenever you you're a big company and they're saying, Are you paying us? It's kind of a bad attitude to have. Because realize, you know, they, they run off stuff, they buy ticket sales, whatever, however the salary works. They're a salary company, which means their workers get paid salary. Oh, I know. I, I understand know. that. I, I understand that. I don't know everything, folks, but I think part of the problem is they're not competing against anybody. When you don't have competition, this is just my opinion, when, when you don't compete or you know against somebody else, like if they were to compete – against Ring of Honor, if they were to have like NXT come up and compete so people should be exposed to NXT like Nikki Cross and Becky Lynch uh, which was a dream match for a while it's weird, it's like one side of WWE is listening to what the fans want and they're giving us different looks every week on main roster that's Smackdown Live now granted some people are some people who claim to be the purest of wrestling fandom world, no you're not um what I believe is the problem, there's a lot. If you don't listen to fans and you're just basing it off of numbers, then you're really missing the boat. The numbers as in, okay, so we have this many sales for this guy, so therefore he's a great wrestler. We're going to give him, you know, a, t- a shot at the title. Okay, well, that makes sense. If your numbers are going up and your sales are boosting, whatever, cool. But if the audience is not engaging with your show, there lies the fucking problem. If you're not, I'm not engaged with Raw because it took them till December to get shit straight. Like, really? Okay, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode. I'm not saying I dispute that team being put together. It's not just the booking, man. It's you need to listen to the fans and make your show worthwhile. Make it livelier. Like, what happened to the Monday Night Raws that made people flock to their shows, aside from WCW being on TNT, aside from ECW being wherever it was, you know, whatever Paul Heyman was doing at the time. They had competition, Granny. I think that's part of the problem. They don't have to compete. They don't have they have to work. Wrestling is definitely a chore to get through, and it's definitely hard being away from your families. True. But Very true. But at, the, but at the same token, man, it's just a constant <clears throat> war between wrestlers, announcers, and fans. And it's just like, what the fuck happened to all of you? Really? I see constant Twitter wars between Corey Graves and fans. And it's just like, guys, stop trying to trace on Corey's level. Also, it makes me wonder because I see a lot of tweets about not just Twitter. I mean, Instagram's also become a, a battleground as well. I mean, social media has really changed the game for wrestling, both good and bad. The bad part about social media and wrestling, to get to that, is constant, you know, gimmick comment wars between, not gimmick, but real-life comment wars between actual wrestlers, former wrestlers, fans. It's like, okay, fans can hide behind the screen, but when they get up face-to-face, that's what ends up making... 
it a lot more awkward and a lot more ridiculous. I get it, you know, wrestlers don't want to be punked out by a fan. Then fans can think, oh, well, I got one over on a wrestler. You both look fucking foolish. And most of the time it's like, well, I value the opinion of others, blah, 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 blah. And then it turns back around and you see not just Graves doing it. There are those that really just get into their character and, and do it that way. But part of the problem why WWE is not listening to their fans is because they're not, they're not driven to compete against another company. They realize, okay, well, yeah, I've heard great things about this gal. I've heard great things about this guy. Well, why should it matter? I'm getting paid the buck or the big bucks. I know some of them do not think like that. I don't speak for the majority of their company. But that's mainly, in my opinion, the problem is they don't have any competition driving them to do better. They don't. That's true. You bring up a very valid point. If they were to have um, competition, it probably would be Ring of Honor because or New Japan or Evolve. That's why you see, Granny, a lot of the times in the May Young Classic, it's smart. It's like farming for talent. I hate saying that because every wrestling talent's a big deal to me. ICW, Progress Wrestling, you know, a lot of the NXT UK people came from Progress Wrestling, came from ICW. Becky Lynch... She had to be a stewardess, and she um, had to sit, put away money for clown college because she wanted to become a wrestler. She'd been training since she was 15. William Regal since he was 14. Asuka since she was 17. Shinsuke since he was 16, and he's in his 40s. But, I, you know, part of the problem is all the scouts WWE has, they see something in somebody, obviously, and they're bringing them to the big stage. But... What I always tell people when they start out in wrestling or when they ask who do I think is a really good company to work for, I say, that depends. Which company are we wanting to go to? It's all up to the person that wants to go be a big star. I'm pretty sure, you know, names like Ronnie Nicole or Amaya Jade or names like TJ Star, TK Stark or Jay Lethal or... Cody Rhodes or Travis Flip Gordon or Dusty Gold. They all have the ambition to be big somewhere. They're not going to tell you where, but I think part of the issue is is that wrestlers and fans think that they are top dogs, so whenever they formulate an opinion and it's not opposed, then they go online and it's a different story. And I've seen Corey Graves literally put someone in his place. I'm not talking about another wrestler. I'm talking about a fan. Or two or three or four or five. It's because, <clears throat> remember, when you have a platform like I have you know, on social media, it's important that you don't let your mouth, you know, don't write checks with your mouth that your ass can't cash. It's the old saying, the old adage, be careful what you wish for because you just might get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I exactly. Can, I, can, I can sift through a whole bunch of tweets, not just of Corey's, but of different stars, and it goes in different wavelengths because they can play with your mind. These stars know what they're doing. They are paid the big dollars because not only Vince saw something special in them, but you do realize... The talent scouting goes beyond Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. 
they have scouts for them. Robbie Brookside, William Regal, Fit Finley, Jamie Noble, Michael Hayes. They all have eyeballs that see, okay, this person has talent. Now, you can sit here and bash me all you want, dude, on Instagram, but here's the thing. Every time someone starts a wrestling discussion with me, I get a headache because I'm around it a lot. I'm not just saying this to save my own hide, but Jesus, I, I have been literally trying to tell people the reason why you can retire from wrestling is so that it doesn't drive you batshit insane because you'll hear shit like well that's I, I went to a lone place granny and this idiot started the shit with oh you know that wrestling staged you know that shit's fake and I said dude until you have taken a fucking liking to it by training under it and Owning your craft and doing whatever Yeah, he goes UFC's uh, blah 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 MMA's and cage fighting Get more damage I said, dude, on both ends of both sports It causes mental damage And physical damage So Again, to, to get the roundabout Way of answering that question, man I don't believe One show or one organization Stealing a show because they don't Who, what competition, where Everyone is competing to, you know, be a next breakout star, yet here's the problem. No company is competing head-to-head, which is what I believe would make wrestling great again, is if, in fact, WWE had to compete against, you know, on air, if, if they would just do it, stop being fucking greedy, I think Raw's ratings go up, up, and up, because it'd be going head-to-head with Ring of Honor, and a long time ago, Gabe Sapolsky said, I wouldn't go head-to-head with Ring of Honor, or I would not go head-to-head with Vince, because it's a machine. That's true, but what would make it better for fans, what make it better for Granny and myself, is if we actually had a variety to watch, and then the discussions, yeah, they get heated now because of social media, but it bring about the similar feeling that WCW brought when it was around in the 90s and had Nitro, and then you had Raw running on the other end. So, yes, I, I believe, Granny, that's the main reason, is they don't have any competition. So there's, our suggestions fall upon deaf ears sometimes. Sorry, I got a little choked up there, my friend. I had to get a drink of water. Oh, you're fine. So. No worries. Um, I, uh, I, I am in the firm belief that when you have competition, you are a much better product. That's just my opinion. Yeah, there's a lot of underhand, dirty shit that guys will do, like they did back in the day. Like if you were part of WCW, you couldn't. You had a hard time transitioning into WWE. I'd love to sit and pick the brains of Arn Anderson or Jim Ross or, you know, I would, I've met Eric Bischoff. I've met Ric Flair. I don't know them personally, but I want to just tell you part of the fucking problem is when we suggest things, it gets laughed at or it gets told 
you know, because certain people say we're fickle. Okay. Yeah, that's partially true from what Daniel Bryan says, or when he said it to the crowd, you know, I don't care if it's written or not. It's true. Wrestling fans now will jump ship to whatever is the hottest or nicest tasting flavor of the month. So it could be Ring of Honor, which is all, you know, it's been around for 16 years, not a, nearly as long as WWE has. But, um,. I got to say, folks, there's there's a fine line between saying, oh, yeah, Ring of Honor, blah, blah, blah. Okay, you know, it's whatever you choose. I'm not stopping you. I just want, I don't want to pinpoint one group and be like, oh, yeah, this is the shit, blah, blah, blah. This is <clears throat> why I watch wrestling. Now, my motives for watching wrestling are going to be different than Luke's, Kurt's. Dusty's, whatever, you know, I've come across and met and actually had the pleasure of talking with, it's going to be because it's like what I like to call variety. You're never going to, I like wrestling that's different. I like seeing different looks, different types of matches. And Granny, I'm excited for TLC, you know, SmackDown Live side of things. Uh, Asuka, Becky, and Charlotte, that's going to be a hell of a good match. Yeah, it is. I agree. I, you know, it's, well, you know, you know, it, it's no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Granny. Go ahead. Um, no, I, I would no. Go ahead and say what you're going to say. Okay. Um, I feel like SmackDown Live kind of fits the bill for me when it comes to Maine. I'm just answering a fan question. They asked, like, who do you think fits the bill for you when it comes to the E? And I said, oh, well, I just call it WWE. Um, I don't care if you call it the E. I, I really don't give two flying fucks, but when it comes to main roster, I will always be supportive of SmackDown Live because they give the fans what they want. They give the fans different looks every single week. Yes, they do. And that's what I like about SmackDown. They give the fans a heel. They give you a baby. I mean, they gave you basically looking to Joe and Jeff Hardy. I love it because there's a dynamic on their show. With Raw, I mean, the only people making it work, if you will, is Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. I don't care. About, okay, I'd be lying if I didn't care about Heath Slater and all them, but I love my brothers and sisters in wrestling, don't get me wrong. But I feel personally that Raw is dropping the ball on a regular fucking basis. As far as producing talent, they're dropping in ratings. Even with Ronda Rousey on on the list, on the roster. How is that possible? When you have names like Braun Strowman, you had Cesaro and Sheamus. You had the Barber. You have the BT. You have, like, a crap ton of guys and gals that are talented. But just, okay, the Riot Squad, there's a good one. The Riot Squad and Natty, that's consistent. But where, I mean, I'm going to bring this up again. Where's your fucking champion? Where is he? Because that's not fair to AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan who probably has to defend their championship every 30 days or at every pay-per-view or else it's a breach of contract. 
Brock Lesnar gets paid $12 million? Wow, that's nice. You get paid that as a salary, dude? I mean, even if you're involved more in UFC, it's still annoying because I'm just going to throw it out. All the NXT guys and gals are getting opportunities, yes, on both ends. There's no doubt about it. But SmackDown Live is doing a nice job of rekindling old flames that were in NXT. That's right. I mean, Becky but it's Lynch, not, it's not fair. It's not fair to us. It's not fair to the fans, and it's not, and it's really not fair to the the locker room on Monday Night Raw when their champion is not there to defend his title. It's not fair. It's not fair. And, you know, he gets special privileges, you know, Daniel Bryan or AJ Styles, you know, when AJ was holding the title belt, he didn't get special privileges. So why would Brock Lesnar get special privileges? You know, and it's like this. Whenever you find success in wrestling, it's because as a fan, okay, like Granny, she's happy with WFC. With me, I'm happy with practically anything that just not slopped together crap. It's just. Something that makes it worth your while is why you go to the show. You don't go to the show saying, oh, I'm going to be disappointed. No. That's never been Granny's and I's motif when it comes to us enjoying your show. However, I'm going to point this out. The next fuck that sits there and says, well, fans, you know, you should feel this way. Let me inform you all. That is not how you get an audience to come back. That's how you get an audience to walk up and just leave and not tell you and not even think twice. And yet, that's you know, the and when problem. Yep. Oh, go ahead, hon. Now, why, why I go, why I talk about WFC so much is there's not a whole lot of, I mean, right now in Arkansas, there's one federation that runs occasionally in Arkansas down in Harrison, but they're not doing any more shows for the rest of the year. Um, there's a couple that run. I mean, there's one other one that runs over in Tulsa that I don't go to very often. And then other than that, the closest place for me to go is Oklahoma City, and that's three and a half hours away. That's why I support WFC so much because it is a little bit closer for me to be able to go to. And it's just like, okay, I don't understand why. Like, I'm trying to understand, so it's like, why why so many times you see on TV, like, the contrast that is not just WWE. Yes, Ring of Honor is more fast. You know, it starts off, the pace of the match starts off slow, and then it works its way up like a crescendo, and you get amazing, amazing finishes. It doesn't matter if it's Lethal Rhodes. It doesn't matter if it's Williams or Sabre Jr. or Hangman Page or Joey Janela or Brutal Bob Evans and, you know, different variations of stars. 
it just what matters to me is if you can pull it off you can make your show worthwhile that's what makes me intrigued to watch wrestling it's not okay this shows the shit blah 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 this show you know had this element and that's why you know I'll continue to watch it whatever the continuity of the stories like look let's be real shall we wrestling the reason why I backed out of it is because I realized I was not meant for this I mean it's a juggernaut man wrestling in general whether it's the indies whether it's WWE I will get back into it eventually, probably when I'm ready. But I just realized, man, I have a lot of friends that are in wrestling. And that's kind of rare. When it comes to watching the overall quality of the show, man, to answer your question is, yeah, if you've been on the other side of the spectrum, you gain a lot of respect for it. It's a lot harder to put on a show now. No. It's really your attitude towards the business. If you want to put on a shit show, then go on. By all means, put on a shit show and fans will let you know. But if you're going to sit there and tell me, well, we're in a fraternity, yeah, it's called your own social bubble. I get that because once upon a time, I was part of a group, and now I'm not a part of a group. So... What I'm going to tell you, man, is when it comes to what I think is quality, quality meaning a show that I will go out and repeat, watch over and over again, I'm referring to shows like Final Battle of 2017. I'm referring to shows like Evolution, NXT Takeovers. That's just my choice of show. Granted, are there bad elements to a wrestling show? Yes. Even in NXT, you have matches that aren't really show-worthy, per se, but that's what makes the show a show. And I think the reason why I put who's stealing the show, there's a lot of answers to that question. One of the Instagram questions I got last night that I was too fucking tired to answer my apologies. So, anyways, folks, and if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster has to say, what you're going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you, join us again tomorrow night, fans. I'll see you in Oklahoma, Granny. Okay, be safe. I will. Toodles, bitches, I got to eat.
Personality. 